0: Good morning, I'm Andrea Figuera, and this is The World in 7 Minutes for Tuesday, September 20, 2016. After the thousands of people have taken to the streets of London, waving banners, reading Stop the Drowning in a call to urge the government to take more action on the migrant crisis, London's Parliament Square has been transformed in a life jacket graveyard. 2,500 life jackets worn by refugees during their treacherous journey overseas from Turkey to the Greek island of Chios were placed in the square in front of the Iconic Parliament. This is the image of a protest organized by activists of various groups in order to expose, in conjunction with the UN General Assembly meeting in New York, the duties and deficiencies attributed to the international community. Activists pointed out that immigration is in fact the largest humanitarian disaster since the Second World War, although many governments still refuse to notice it. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees estimates that in 2016 300,000 people arrived by sea, and more than 3,000 drowned or went missing. It is not the first time that such provocation recalled this great problem. Few days ago, in Florence, 22 rubber boats were placed on the façade of the Palazzo Strozzi by Chinese dissident artist Ai Weiwei. Meantime, Theresa May warned that Western nations are simply treating the symptoms of the crisis and called on UN leaders to adopt a First Safe Country policy. This policy would ensure that refugees claim asylum in the first country they reach to stop or at least slow down the onward movement. But for some countries, such as Italy and Greece, the main gateways to Europe, this policy would be counterproductive. In France, the policies are a bit more restrictive. A Burkini-winning woman gets chased off from a beach. The 23-year-old medical student crosses the globe from Australia to Europe with just one goal, to stand in solidarity with local Muslim after the Burkini ban. An Australian TV network Channel 7 filmed their experience. The footage showed other beachgoers offering thumb-down signs and one man publicly remonstrating with the family threatening to call the police. However the ban has been overturned and lifted in several towns like Nice and Cannes because according to France's highest administrative court it's a violation of civil liberties. But the country has recently adopted another ban of a different kind. France will become the first country in the world to ban plastic plates, cups and utensils, with the exception of items made of compostable and bi-sourced materials. The law that will go into effect in 2020 is a part of the country's Energy Transition for Green Growth Act, the same legislation that also outlawed plastic bags in July. According to the French Association of Health and Environment, 150 single-use caps are thrown away every second in the country 4.73 billion per year and only 1% of them is recycled a small but significant step towards the fight against global pollution an issue that requires much more effort The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration published a report which said that climate change made the storm at least 40% more likely today than 100 years ago Shifting our focus on a different story now. Three foreign workers, two Italian and a Canadian, were kidnapped in southwestern Libya on Monday. The three men work for Conicos, an Italian construction company that has been operating for decades in Libya. A statement by the media office of Ghat said that the three western were travelling aboard a jeep to get to work, on the road linking Tahala and Ghat. Ghat is one of the most remote cities in the Fedzan, the region a few kilometers from the Algerian border, is the poorest of Libya. Often, Tuareg tribes are fighting for the control of this desert zone, a hotspot for the arms dealing and the smuggling of migrants. In July 2015, four Italians working for another construction company were kidnapped near an oil field in the region of Milita, west of Tripoli. Two of the hostages were killed, but the other two were freed in March during a raid on Islamic state hideouts while fresh fighting has erupted between force of loyal to Libya governments and a rival faction for control of oil ports. The fighting began as soon as the national oil corporation prepared to restart oil exports. The war over oil ports is the latest escalation of the tumult that has gripped the nation since the death of Muammar Gaddafi in 2011. But there are other tensions in the Far East. According to the Korean news agency Yonap, South Korean and US warplanes will take part in a joint training operation designed to simulate strikes on North Korea's nuclear facilities. The drills will reportedly take place within the joint Pacific Alaska Range Complex. According to the U.S. military, the complex, with its 60,000 square miles of airspace, three bombing range with hundreds of different targets, and 45 threat simulator, is the largest instrumented air, ground, and electronic combat training range in the world. The new plans for the drill have been announced shortly after North State media reported that Kim Jong Un supervised a ground test of a new type of high powered rocket engine. The official news agency also said that the leader asked scientists and engineers to make preparation for launching the satellite as soon as possible on the basis of the successful test. Even other neighboring countries are beginning to cooperate in restraining Pyongyang. During the United Nations General Assembly meeting on Monday, China and the US agreed to step up coordination and possibly impose sanctions on North Korea. A White House statement said that both leaders condemned North Korea's September 9 nuclear test and resolved to strengthen coordination in achieving the denuclearization of the Korean peninsula. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit the website at theworldin7minutes.com.